Welcome, everybody, to the Future Belongs to Creators podcast. I am your host, Charlie. Unfortunately, my regular co-host, Haley Miguel, couldn't make it here today. But do not fear, because I am joined by a very special guest, my friend, Waldo Brudrick. Did I say your last name right, yeah, Waldo? Yeah, that's great. Thank Great. <laughs> Waldo is the Director of Community and Special Projects at Blush. He's also the Community Manager at Robotos. And this is an NFT project. And honestly, Waldo, I think you're the first person that I saw on my Twitter timeline, or like one of the first, talking about NFTs. Yes. And I don't know. To start with, it was like, <laughs> what is this acronym? And then it just became this movement that I yes. feel like has seen. I've seen rise up around me. It is everywhere across my timeline at the moment. Um, and I think it's something that creators need to know about, right? Like we need to understand yes. new technologies <laughs> and new avenues for monetization and creating. And you are here today to give us, and like me really, honestly, <laughs> the lowdown and answer some really noob questions um, that maybe some people want to know and have felt too afraid to ask. I'm here to help. <laughs> you know, you don't know what you don't know. And Charlie, just thank you for having me. I'm really grateful to be here. And uh, for everyone listening, Waldo has been a huge help to me in, uh, throughout my career and is just like a wonderful person. So he, he is someone that I absolutely feel confident <laughs> asking the dumb questions to. <laughs> Let's get into it. And uh, by the way, because we do record this live for anyone mm -hmm. listening afterwards, if you have questions about NFTs or anything like that throughout, drop them in the live chat and we can like pick Waldo's brain on them too. But Let's start super high level because, Waldo, <laughs> we cannot assume that anyone listening to this knows anything mm -hmm. about NFTs, and you also cannot assume that I know anything about what mm -hmm. you're talking about. True, so true. what is an NFT? <laughs> okay, an NFT is a non-fungible token. Uh, that's okay. what that stands for. Uh, a one-of-one one created or minted uh, creation. It could be uh, an image, could be an animated image, could be music, it could be a website. So it's, it's anything that you create that there's, there's one of one. It's almost like a form of currency or like an art piece. Like if we look back in time, there's more money in artwork than there is in like modern day investments right now. Like, <laughs> uh, so it's an opportunity for creators to be able to create their own art, which brings utility, which brings people together um, and lets people just create really cool experiences. It's kind of like if you own an NFT, mm -hmm. It's like owning the original Mona Lisa as opposed to, I don't know, like poster posters that have been screen printed yes, exactly. um, and yep. sold in bulk mm -hmm. at the gift shop. Yep. Um, that might be like a screenshot. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a, a public record of any mm -hmm. NFT that's, that's minted or created and you can see who owns that. And you can also transfer them between people or purchase them. Uh, a lot of people treat them as investments. So that's, that's pretty common in the space. Cool. And we were definitely into that. But uh, one word that didn't come up in what you were just saying just then was uh -huh. blockchain. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there, there are multiple blockchains where you can uh, build on top of right now. The most common is Ethereum. Uh, there's also the Solana network. Let's see. I know that there are multiple other ones out there and they're all using different mechanisms to be able to build. So essentially, the like ownership of the NFT is tracked mm -hmm. on the Ethereum blockchain, Correct. and that that is also the currency that you mm -hmm. use to buy and sell Correct. an NFT. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I think feel like that is good um, <laughs> high level details, but maybe we should give some examples mm -hmm. to people to yeah. better help understand what this is. Because Yosha mentioned community there, which um, yes. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I guess there's community around real life art. Mm -hmm. I think it's beautiful in, in this way in that like you can build connections through like building a community around art or things that people just admire or 
form like a connection with. They're like, oh, wow, I really love this. But like Robotos is, you know, the, the project that I'm most involved in. And it's incredible seeing how people are like creating entire stories um, or personas for the Robotos that they purchase. Let's, uh, let's show people an example of this. Yeah. I'm going to switch over here. Um, <laughs> so this is the Robotos project. And this is the DAP that we're looking at, or the decentralized app. With this DAP, you're able to connect it to your wallet. So I imagine most people have one or two wallets in real life that you keep currency in. Think about like, or when it comes to NFTs, you store them within a wallet. It could be MetaMask, could be Trust Wallet. There are tons of different Web3 wallets where you can store your NFTs within. And when you connect it to a, a DAP, you can create different experiences. Like if I were to connect right now and show you, um, we could dress up my Roboto um, or go see all my RoboPets <laughs> or all my Robotos or different traits um, and, and different ways to interact with it. Okay. So this is not just a landing page then about Correct. the project is what yep. I'm hearing. It's also something you can use to interact with the art that you have purchased. Can you describe to us what this, because this is a project where there's not just like it's not a one of one, technically. Yes. It's a, like so it's a 10,000 ones of one. 10K project. I think, I mean, they're technically 9,999. Okay. Uh, Robotos, which were minted. And so at the time when they were launched, they were launched, I think, at like 0 0.05 Ethereum, you could mint an, an NFT. And much like you mint currency or like the government mints currency, we're able to mint our, our own NFTs on the blockchain. When you Mint an NFT. That's like the beginning of the project is the, mm -hmm. the minting. Um, okay. You'll see that term thrown around quite a bit. And that's when you get in early. It's like you're the early investor getting involved in, in the project. So you could mint. You don't know what you're going to get most of the time at minting. It's like, okay, I'm going to pay 0 0.05 Ethereum or whatever the minting price is. Um, and then you'll receive that in your wallet. And then there's also a reveal period. Oftentimes it could be instant. To where like you see immediately, this is the NFT which I received, or this is the Roboto that I got. When we launched RoboPets, we had a one-week minting window, and the reveal was about a week later. Uh, mm. So everyone had like the same image, it was just like a GIF of like rotating question mark uh, RoboPet. But then at the reveal, you see what you get. So you might have paid like 0 0.05 ETH for a Roboto and then end up getting a super, super rare uh, Roboto, which people usually want, want to invest. Like they, they look at the, the rarity around the projects and um, or they're like, wow, I want this character. <laughs> and then you could sell it for more and like, yeah, you like know, some of them went for like 33 ETH, I think. Like oh my the, gosh. Like Boombato or something. <laughs> if you scroll up okay. on this page, um, there's a filter on the right there. And if you can go to like the price load high and see That's highest price high to low. or highest last sale, I think there you can see like the actual sale price because some of them have... <laughs> quite the price on them already. So 37 ETH uh, for that Roboto. And what is this in dollars? <laughs> Over 170,000 US dollars? Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So there we go. I hope that puts some things in context for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. Can we clarify a few things mm -hmm. about this whole minting thing though? So yes. I thought how it worked is that mm -hmm. As an artist, mm -hmm. I create a design, or maybe mm -hmm. in this case, I create 9,999 designs. Mm -hmm. I put them up for sale. So mm -hmm. like I am minting them mm -hmm. and like 
listing them for sale for other people Mm -hmm. to buy. But um, it sounds like what you're describing is a way for artists to do this without making the upfront investment themselves. Correct. OpenSea allows you to do this. There are other platforms. And I think on OpenSea, you can also mint it ahead of time or at the time of like the the first time someone purchases. Let's see, like Foundation is another one. It's like an invite only. It kind of feels like the dribble of NFTs, (laughs) if you will. But but there's an actual dribbling going around. It's like people just posting their art. Um, So you, you mint it. And whenever you're minting, you're paying gas fees are what you're going to hear about. Think of those as like transaction fees. So that's the fee that you pay to list something for sale essentially or to like claim it on the blockchain. Yeah. Just like you have transaction fees with like any credit card purchase. Gas fees are, (laughs) they're they're astronomically high right now. And that's because a lot of people are are getting into it and we're waiting on uh, Ethereum 2.0 to launch. So that should launch here in like the next year or two. It might be sooner. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd heard rumors of... (laughs) that that launching it by like q2 next year and what will that be it's an upgrade to the network so okay. um let's see if you look at visa they can perform about twenty five thousand transactions per second um if you look at solana i think they're using proof of history and they can carry out up to fifty thousand transactions per second with the eth2 upgrade you're going to be able to perform one hundred thousand transactions per second and it should be about 700 times cheaper and 700 okay. times faster. And is it cheaper because it's faster? Yes. Right. Well, now we're getting into like cryptocurrency 101, I guess, as well. Um. <laughs> I'm still learning too. Like, I want to just encourage everyone, like, do your own research. Like, if you don't know what you don't know, talk to friends. Uh, this isn't financial advice for me. <laughs> I just yes, we should definitely clarify to, that. Go learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just a thing yeah. that, that is happening at the moment. Um, yeah. So hopefully looking at this gives people an idea of... Essentially, what's happening is someone mm-hmm. is listing something for sale or giving the mm-hmm. opportunity for you to um, have a lucky dip, really, mm-hmm. of yeah. uh, something that you're going to get mm-hmm. that you could then list for sale yourself mm-hmm. and claim ownership of. Like, yeah. you could own it just like you own a piece of physical art. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I've seen um, some friends that, like, purchased an NFT for, like, one ETH and then sold it for 400 ETH, which is, like, oh, they became a millionaire, like, gosh. overnight. <laughs> wow. So, it's, like, distributing wealth uh, within, like, decentralized platform so yeah let's let's talk about this a little bit more can you um why do you think that this has gotten so popular Mm -hmm. is that distributing wealth Mm -hmm. part of a big part of it oh yes yeah i think that's that's a massive part but i think you know another part is just community building Mm -hmm. as as humans we crave connection even if we might be like i'm an introvert (laughs) and and a lot of people are but uh, ultimately like when we come together to to build things or if we want to facilitate change on earth, like we can do so much more together. And a lot of people are doing that through NFTs. Or uh, I've even seen some people use NFTs to like sell a house uh, or wow. sell an idea. And it's, it attributes the work back to the original artist. And you can also get royalties hmm. for every secondary sale. This is all sounding <laughs> very good. And mm-hmm. like, I'm sure that not every single NFT that someone makes and mints mm-hmm. sells for the 400 ETH. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't know. Is there any examples you can share of um, where NFTs haven't worked out for someone? Like, mm, ha- yes. is there cases yes. where you invest <laughs> a lot of time and, and money and then I, just like mm-hmm. the stock market, I guess, yeah. like the interest in a certain project crashes and mm-hmm. someone loses out? Yeah, a lot of projects have, have rugged. Uh, and is that's that the term, term like for they, it? Pull, they pull the rug out from it and you also mm-hmm. see the term rug in Twitter spaces and it's very like you're on and then all of a sudden you fall off. But my recommendation is going to be to invest in 
companies or movements or people that you believe in hmm. um, or that you know personally or that you know are in it for the long haul um, that like they want to keep creating experiences they're not in it just to make a bunch of money there's so many projects out there doing really cool stuff like I hadn't mentioned the Woodies NFT. Like, I think they planted a million trees um, at the time they're minting. That was like one of their commitments they made. Or like, my, my cousin's going to be launching the hippos soon and she's going to be donating 10%. Yeah, they're so cool. His hippos? <laughs> the hippos. Um, so she, she wants to support uh, children um, and, and different movements that like help children get access to education or to different resources. So um, we're, we're looking at a multitude of just charities to partner with. Okay, so essentially what you're saying is like if you're going to make a choice to start mm -hmm. buying NFTs or maybe as a creator mm -hmm. if you want to start creating them, this mm -hmm. shouldn't be just a thing that you do once and then forget about because yeah. then it's not going to hold its value. Mm -hmm. um, an NFT project or like individual NFT retains value when it's something that you keep improving mm -hmm. on and delivering experiences around mm -hmm. so that it's a community people want to be involved in. Exactly. Yep. And right. like, you know, build, build utility over time or... Um, a lot of NFT projects are, are setting it up to where, you know, if you own like Urbato, for example, I know uh, Lucas Bean is, is holding a bunch of different events, like NFT events around the world, mainly around the US right now. But rather than paying the ticket price to get in, all you have to do now is show your Urbato. Hmm. And that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't connected. And that just like, right. as you connect with, with one another, you can say like, oh, that's really cool. I like what you're doing. <laughs> or what if... We did this and you can dream big and then make things happen. What this just made me think of for some reason, maybe it's because um, we've <laughs> talked on the show before about the weird YouTube rabbit holes I go down, mm -hmm. but it sounds like the like creative version almost of like a fraternity or a sorority <laughs> where like, if you own this, be. you are part of this community yeah. and like you were connected to everyone around mm -hmm. the world who was also a part of it. But mm -hmm. I guess the difference is you don't have to go through a weird hazing to yeah. get yeah. involved. You just have to own one mm -hmm. of the things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and each each community sets up like their own rules. Like we want ours to be like very family friendly, um, so that anyone can join. Because like a lot of people, some of my friends, they were bought, buying Robo Pets for their kids. Oh, um, cute! Because like they they love pets. Or like I love animals. <laughs> I bought a bunch of Robo Pets. <laughs> How I'm starting to get my head around it is it's mm -hmm. like we we assign value to physical objects, right? Like. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> and so if I'm going to buy sneakers and mm -hmm. like own these things and like maybe, you know, once every couple of months, I'll actually wear them. Um, or mm -hmm. like, you know, a lot of people buy sneakers and they never wear them and they mm -hmm. just hold them around for the value. I guess it's kind of similar with NFTs, right? Yeah. Like you buy the things that you're interested in mm -hmm. and um, some of them you hold on to and they might not gain value over time. Mm -hmm. Some of them will. Some of them you want to use as your profile picture and things like that. Very common movement. It's like you'll see PFP, Profile Picture Project, is pretty, pretty common right now because people can say like, oh, I invested in this. And I think Twitter is working on a mechanism to where you can connect your wallet with your Twitter account and verify like, oh, this is me. I hope that they do a way to like actually show your face. But a lot of people are like very anonymous in the space, like the Web3 space. So... That you might hmm. never know someone's name. You'll just know their username. It feels interesting, like... <laughs> and and their profile picture, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like back in like MySpace days or like AOL or, or Messenger, where people had usernames rather than their real name. Yeah, I think what what you said about um the NFT project owner mm -hmm. like picking the project based on if they're going to continue with the experience or not is making a lot of sense to me because. Yes. To be honest, and I'm going to say mm -hmm. it because I'm sure that a lot of other creators mm -hmm. have been thinking it too, mm -hmm. it felt a little bit like pyramid schemey to me mm -hmm. where it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to buy this thing. And then in order mm -hmm. for this to have value, 
I have to make other people want to buy it too. But and research. like, I guess there could be a bit of that, like as there always is, oh, yeah. you know, with good old Mr. Elon Musk mm -hmm. pumping up um, different cryptocurrencies and yeah. even his own stock sometimes. Um. <laughs> no, very true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do your research. Um, yeah. It's, it's so important. Like don't just willy nilly pick a, <laughs> a random project to invest in. Go get to know the community, ask questions. Mm -hmm. Most of them have a discord um, or they're on Twitter and you can kind of get to know everyone that's, that's working in the space and see like, what are they building? Why are they building this? Yep. And Twitter definitely mm -hmm. is a great place. Like that's where yeah. I feel like I've learned mm -hmm. the little I have about NFTs yeah. so far. Mm -hmm. um, Chris has asked here, should you start with OpenSea mm -hmm. to get started with buying NFTs? Yeah, that's a great place to start. Let's start briefly on the, on the yeah. buying side. Um, totally. OpenSea, someone goes there, finds something they're interested <laughs> in and then researches it. Yes. So once you found a project, I recommend checking out like verified projects. Um, so you see the okay. blue, blue check mark. Once you're there, what you're going to need to do is set up a wallet. And you can use, uh, like a lot of people are using MetaMask or Trust Wallet. Go, go do some research around like which one you prefer to use. And then you can purchase Ethereum or Solana, depending on, I don't know if they have Solana on there. I think it's all ETH and Polygon. Might be other. <laughs> I'm still learning. <laughs> but you'll buy the Ethereum within like an app like Coinbase or like Altoro, I think is the name. And then you can transfer your ETH over to your wallet, then you can connect that to OpenSea, and then you can purchase the NFTs. Okay, cool. So yeah, check it out yeah. if, if that's something yeah. you're interested in getting into. Um, we have a question here from Alejandro saying, why is it more common now to see NFT collections of these like 10K artworks? Is it to ensure that demand grows or to build more utility for the community? I would say it's definitely a mixture of, of both there around like, you'll see some projects where they're only like 200 people that hold all 10,000 NFTs. If you look at Renato's, it's like a little over 5,000 people hold the NFTs. When only like 200 people hold something, that's very centralized. And like the possibility for someone to like manipulate the market is very high. Like someone could go in and like set, set a bunch of NFTs on sale, like 0.2 and the rest of them, that's, that will set the floor at 0.2 ETH when maybe all the rest are like 2 ETH or something. So, and that in turn lowers yeah. the value of the ones that you hold if mm -hmm. someone could, who owns a bunch of them is doing that. Yeah. So yeah, I recommend you know projects that are more that are larger with more holders because then there's a lower chance of people manipulating the market. Gotcha. And where do you think this buzz comes from? Dale has asked that you mm -hmm. know there's a lot of buzz surrounding collections of various characters mm -hmm. like Robotos, like Woodies, mm -hmm. like Dead Fellows mm -hmm. is another one that I've seen. Mm -hmm. um, and this seems to be more popular now than one-off mm -hmm. photos or art or pieces of yeah. music, websites, whatever. They, they relate to it. They like the art. They form a connection and create like a personality for their character. Compared to buying maybe a different like conventional piece of art, you might not do that. It might just sit on the wall and you can look at it. Um, compared to with, with different projects, like with Robatos, we've added the ability to like make little comics and we're releasing different Figma templates. So you can make like little interactive uh, stories. It sounds like there's more community aspect to it when it's yes. one of these big 10K projects mm -hmm. versus just like, I own this one special thing. And that also, yeah, there's more room to expand on it as well. If I'm a creator, which mm -hmm. I am, so I don't know why I phrased yes. it like that. <laughs> you are <laughs> a creator. <laughs> if I make some art, what should I do to mm -hmm. turn it into an NFT project? Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we've already touched on the like <laughs> technical side of like, okay, mm -hmm. OpenSea is a place, a thing you have to do. There's a thing called a DAP that people mm -hmm. can research to learn, <laughs> learn about that side of things. 
But yeah, talk us through a little bit more about the creation process of an NFT. Yeah. So, I mean, OpenSea and Rarible are probably like the most accessible platforms to go and mint an NFT on. So you want to set up your wallet and send some ETH over to that wallet. I think literally on OpenSea, it's one of like the main buttons. So you can click like create an NFT. And then it's like... Fairly straight, Take any file that you've made on your computer and yeah, as long as it like NFT? meets whatever the requirements are, like there's some file size limits, you'll upload that and name it and set a price. You could even set the quantity. So you'll see sometimes there are like art pieces where there's 100 of this NFT. So up to 100 oh. people can purchase them. So like we, we do a lot of different collaborations. Um, like we had one with Amrit where he made like a toy face for Bato. It was really, really cute. So I, I definitely went for it because I love Emery too. <laughs> um, once you have created the NFT and set it live, then people can go ahead and invest. So then you start sharing or in the space, they say shilling. Uh, so you hear, hear that term. That doesn't sound like a great term. I'm surprised it's not, that gets no. used. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you here to shill your NFTs? Um, I see it more of like, hey, I'm doing this, this project. Uh, check it out. Because I, I feel like I can get my head around and I already started thinking about um, what if I made some NFTs out of mm-hmm. my uh, previous T-shirt designs yes. that I, you know, mm-hmm. I used to run this project for anyone mm-hmm. who's like new to the show. I've talked about it before mm-hmm. in university, had a T-shirt company, made a bunch of like quote typographic designs mm-hmm. as part of that. So that's like, you know, what, <laughs> where my mind went when I was thinking about making an NFT. Mm-hmm. But then you see these collections of like 5,000, 10,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are not, I assume, sitting there <laughs> literally moving these pixels into place for 10,000 <laughs> images. Like There are a few. Yeah. I've seen some where it's like 3,000, but most of it is generative. So we're actually working on a, a blush where we're working on building out Bueno right now. And we're building tools for creators because I think a lot of people have the mindset like, oh, you have to program or you have to write code. In order to generate, or you have to move a bunch art. of pixels around, or move a ton of pixels, yeah. <laughs> save every single one individually and upload them. That would take forever compared to being able to uh, deploy a contract where you can like deploy, you know, ten thousand of them. So we're working on creating that tooling for people to do this without writing code. And we're, we're partnering with a few artists right now, and we're we're building the tools as we go. And we've built multiple tools as we're creating like Robotos and their RoboPets. Um, so it's it's been a ton of fun. Okay, cool. So we should stay tuned for that because that yeah, sounds tuned, um, <laughs> like the the no code version of making a generative collection. So yeah. I like the sound of it. There's something we we haven't touched on yet that we yes. we need to. Um, yes. When I first started hearing about NFTs, mm-hmm. pretty soon after, I also started hearing, mm-hmm. oh, but NFTs have this like terrible environmental impact. Mm-hmm. And I was really confused about that because mm-hmm. there was a lot of people who I really respect, like you, you know, working in the space. Yeah. And I'm like. I don't think of Waldo as this big, like, like um, climate change denier, uh-huh. earth polluter. So what's going on no, here? No, what no, do people I... need to know about this? <laughs> no, I love the environment. And like, uh, I want us to consider two other industries when they're starting out, like the automobile industry over the last hundred years has worked to create a more sustainable way to, to run cars. And mm. it's taken about a hundred years. It's not going to take that long when it comes to NFTs. Right now, it takes far too much energy. Um, and that's why you'll see gas prices are super high. And that's like the transaction fee. But with the team that is working on these projects, like Solana already is super eco-friendly. And ETH2 or Ethereum 2.0 is being developed. Which we learned about just currently. before. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're working on that right now. It's where it's going to be uh, like 700 times faster um, and much more eco-friendly. It's not 
an NFT mm-hmm. itself on the yeah. blockchain that mm-hmm. is causing yeah, it's a proof of a work of system that is, that is doing that right now, um, right. compared to like a proof of stake system, which is what ETH two is is being worked on right now. And the proof of work, it's like you have to perform all these calculations that that are happening in the background to say, okay, now this is a real thing. It's it's on the blockchain. Proof of stake is going to be much less energy consuming. And that's because everyone's computer or like, you know, when they're, mm-hmm. when we're checking on who owns this in the blockchain is like doing that mm-hmm. calculation yeah, and exactly. obviously using a lot of energy. Yeah. And I also know that mining cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. is what leads to a lot of energy use, right? Yes. Because yep. there's computers doing calculations <laughs> to like, basically like digitally pan for gold, essentially, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Um, essentially, yeah. To do the calculations yeah. to unlock the string mm-hmm. of um, the cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the way yeah. that you said that though, that- mm-hmm. This is going to be solved faster mm-hmm. than the automobile industry, yeah. for example. And it's super early. Like we're we're mindful of that. Like Vitalik, if you read um, the Infinite Machine, that's like okay. tells you the story behind how they're building Ethereum, um, and it's fascinating. And they move so fast with the development updates they're making, um, and they realize like, oh, well, it's really really secure, but it's taking up a ton of energy to do it right now. But we can do both, and you know if we put our minds together and dream big, like we can work to solve these problems. And I firmly believe we're going to be solving them within you know the next few years. So, and it's super early and I'd rather be part of the solution than referring back to like one or two articles and preventing people from entering the space. And I think it, it is about, this is how the world is going to have to be, right? With anything new we mm-hmm. create. We're not going back to cavemen days. Mm-hmm. Like we're just not doing that as mm-hmm. a society. <laughs> Even yeah. though obviously that would mm-hmm. have huge benefits to the planet. <laughs> it's more about finding a way to make mm-hmm. the things that we're interested in, like the mm-hmm. what we want to exist, to make it sustainable mm-hmm. rather yeah. than just flat out not doing it because mm-hmm. on the outset, it looks like it's not sustainable enough. Mm-hmm. And you can have a much bigger impact uh, by reducing your meat intake by 50% or your fish intake. If you go and look at the oceans right now, we're destroying them with overfishing them. And I've learned this by like, I was working on the Jelly Squad project and learned that like jellyfish. Another NFT project, I'm over, guessing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are like taking over the ocean because like they're natural predators, tuna, are like being overfished. So oh my jellyfish are just like taking over. <laughs> Something else I want to read off. I'm going to read you one of your own tweets. So this might feel a little weird, but I feel like everyone needs to hear this. You said, you wrote this in a thread about mm-hmm. NFTs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said that NFTs provide us an opportunity to build a better future as creators and as humans. It gives us an opportunity to believe in one another in a way that many of us haven't been encouraged to do so before. And This is, I feel like from the outside, which I consider Mm -hmm. myself on the outside right now of the (laughs) NFT community, this is what I've seen, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen this happening. As a creator, it has been so exciting to me to see people value art in this way. I feel like that hasn't happened in, you know, the past decade. Yeah. That it just hasn't been seen. People (laughs) are asking artists for free drawings. Mm -hmm. You know, there's things like, I don't know, all those companies Mm -hmm. ripping off artists and printing their designs Mm -hmm. on their mass-produced clothing. Art just feels like it. (laughs) it's having a resurgence in value right now through NFTs, which is exciting for me. And that, yeah, it's people saying, I value this thing you made and Mm -hmm. I'm going to invest in it and Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a part of this community around it as well. Instead of like Amazon or Reddit or Facebook owning or getting all of the proceeds of the art that people are creating, the artists are finally getting paid for their <laughs> the work yeah. that they created. 
rather than just like all these views or conversions that, that might have happened. Exposure. Like, yeah, that yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, a lot of artists are out there and they've, they've created artwork and maybe they'll sell like one or two pieces or they just haven't sold as many. And the beauty of NFTs is that we're building communities. As we build communities, like we're building connections with other people that have different affinities, different skills, um, different connections that they can then say like, oh, what if we did this? The space to dream that big hasn't really been around, at least for me in the past. <laughs> like I come from a family of like starving artists that like made a ton of art, but they were never really able to get it out there as much. You know, a lot of artists have been working for 10, 20 years plus um, making art. And now they're finally finding a space to find a community and grow and share. That's beautiful. I want us to talk too about how creators can have success with mm -hmm. NFTs, you know, because yes. for those people listening who like me and now like, okay, maybe this isn't something I want to ignore anymore. Maybe this is something I actually want to get into. How can yes. a creator have mm -hmm. success with an NFT project? Mm -hmm. What I'm hearing from you a lot is community. Community. Yeah, that aspect that of it is, is really important. Mm -hmm. um, it can't just be all about the image or the like the thing itself. Mm -hmm. um, think about the community part mm -hmm. of it. What other advice do you have for creators yeah. to be successful with selling NFTs? Um, so, I mean, building out your community on Twitter, I think is just a great, great platform to hop into um, and get to know people, like start following people. <laughs> if you look up NFT on Twitter, you're going to get like millions of results almost every day. Uh, so find some projects that you admire and kind of see what they're doing. You know, some of them are connecting with like musicians to set it to where their NFT is now the ticket to get into the concert. Oh, wow. So like create utility around your NFT, whether it's like you have this NFT, now you get a discount at the store. If you buy this NFT, you're going to have, you're able to bring it into a metaverse, which like a lot of people are getting like metaverses, <laughs> like building those. Not just Facebook. Uh, not just Facebook, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, actually, my coworker Jason was working on Scallywags, and it's like a metaverse inside of NFTs. It's a 2D metaverse. And I'm just like... Yeah, my brain my is brain going like, explode. okay. Um, <laughs> and like, what if you could take that to like a concert and, you know, everyone can like kind of speak to one another and like maybe it changes backgrounds. I know there's so many experiences that you can create. So I think that's the part that I want to encourage artists to consider is what experience are you creating at the end of the day? Because we're in the experience economy. People pay for experiences or they're yeah. watching this, this YouTube video right now. Like <laughs> um, that's, that's an experience. Share what you're working on, like be transparent, um, show the raw <laughs> stuff of like, here's the initial sketch, show the process, show your work in, in public, uh, build in public. I love that movement. Talk to your friends and get to know people like, I'd, I'd love to meet more people. Like, Here we I'd go. To I'm going to put friends. a banner up on screen right now. You should follow Waldo on Twitter. I th honestly, though, this yeah. would be a great introduction if you're mm -hmm. wanting to get into the NFT community. Mm -hmm. See who Waldo is tweeting or tweeting about. Um, <laughs> see who he follows. And yeah, you'll find a, a good start of people there. And for the audio listeners, it's Waldo Brudrick, which is spelled W-A-L-D-O-B-R-O-O-D-R-Y-K. But we'll link it in the show notes as well for you. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Yeah. I appreciate it. And it's, I think one of the most beautiful things is like, I haven't been in such an encouraging space in such mm. a long time. Like, yes, there can be a competitive factor, but most of like the Twitter spaces I hop into, people are like, oh, I'm going through this thing happening in life or I'm struggling with burnout. And then everyone's like, hey, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Like the encouragement factor is 
I don't know. It, it blesses my heart. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. That that side of things, honestly, is to mm-hmm. me sounding like. Um, and again, now I'm uh-huh. gonna like reveal a little piece of myself. <laughs> yeah. um, MySpace in mm-hmm. the like late 2000s <laughs> was my like community. That's yeah. where I found my people. Right? Mm-hmm. It was like people who like the same music as me, and you would first connect because of that. Mm-hmm. But then you would just become friends, and you would have someone mm-hmm. there to talk to about anything going on in life. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like this is happening with NFT projects mm-hmm. as well. It's harder for that to happen with a lot of other art these days mm-hmm. because we do have the algorithms on social media networks like getting in the way and honestly preventing yeah. this a lot of the time. So I think I don't can't remember if you said this on the show or when we we're talking mm-hmm. before yet, but mm-hmm. that a lot of communication around mm-hmm. NFTs happens in Discords, right? Yes, um, yes. You're, you're going to need to set up Discord, and I need to tell everyone right now: don't click on links from people you don't know. <laughs> yeah, just security. Use use like common sense but like if you don't know someone don't click on links from them especially in in discord um i've seen that happen way too many times uh set up like verify your account with twitter uh, on discord and yeah join discords that like you enjoy their rules and the way that they handle everything so i'm really really grateful like our mods within discord like they're so incredibly helpful they hop in and, and answer questions but they also help keep it a safe space but yeah, everything's happening on Discord. So, and I, I feel like a Discord noob. I'm still like getting to know it. Uh, I spent all my time in Slack the past few years, and uh, I spent a little time in Discord. But now I'm in there like every day, all day. So that's no, fun. Yeah, and again, this is just coming back to community, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe what creators are thinking, tuning into this, and that mm-hmm. they thought it was mostly going to be about art mm-hmm. and about like I don't know the design and the creation mm-hmm. of things. But yep. what it really comes down to is community, both in the buying and the selling side mm-hmm. of NFTs, I yeah. feel like is my main takeaway. And utility. Like I'm seeing projects pop up now to where people are setting it up to where if you invest in this, then you get to go see the movie or be part of a movie. Uh, people are making like a board game. It's almost like Kickstarter, but with NFTs and it's decentralized right. and people get rewarded like almost immediately. <laughs> I want to encourage people to truly dream big about what they'd like to create. I mean, this is all super new. And I Mm -hmm. think that for creators, this is only going to come more and more relevant for Mm -hmm. us, right? So um, even if it's not something you want to get into buying and selling right now, I think at least taking the time to understand it, like to know what's happening and and Mm -hmm. why other people are valuing it is really Mm -hmm. useful. So yeah, I hope people enjoyed this episode Mm -hmm. for that. I hope it could have been an introduction (laughs) to (laughs) NFTs for them. And yeah, thanks for everything you shared, Waldo, because uh, thanks for asking all my questions as well and not thinking any of them were stupid. Um, I appreciate (laughs) it. My pleasure. You (laughs) You don't know what you don't know, and that is okay. If people have a different idea, then that is just sad. I'm sorry, but that's not how we grow. (laughs) Like, (laughs) we should learn from one another and create safe spaces to learn together. Um, So we're we're working on something. I love that. And that is exactly why I invited you onto this show. So. Thank you for everything you shared. Thanks to everyone listening and for the questions we had in the chat. I feel like I'm not going to make any promises right now, but I am <laughs> finding myself more like less interested in staying on the sidelines of NFTs. Mm-hmm. Let's say that as a result yeah. of this conversation. No, we need more more people in the space. And I just I also want to give a little shout out to all, all the Robatos out there. We like to say beep boop. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> we had one in the chat as well. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you all. Love it. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening in. Hope this was helpful and um, I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Future Belongs to Creators. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe so that new episodes appear in your podcast feed every week. 
And while you're at it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. If you want to join us live for the next recording, you'll find us on ConvertKit's YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash ConvertKit every Wednesday at 1230 Eastern. This show, like everything we do at ConvertKit, is made for creators by creators. We're on a mission to help creators like you earn a living online, and we make software that helps you build and connect with an audience of loyal fans. ConvertKit is the best way to launch or grow your next creative project. So to start building your audience, go to convertkit.com slash free and create a free account. We're looking forward to helping you on your creator journey.